Okay, what's the date? Let's start this podcast. Don't ask me. Yeah, you're the date guy. Make sure you get the year right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the year is 2009. Yay! It's the 20th of May, and you're wasting away on the North Coast. And I'm a Dearborn schmo. It's like Dearborn sausage. <laughs> I got one of those. Hey, no equal sausage. That's his new nickname. <laughs> Dearborn sausage. Are you coming up to the party on Sunday? You guys are all coming to the party on Sunday. Schmo? Yeah. Can you swing it Sunday? A uh, Dearborn sausage? We're speaking to you. I can, I can swing my Dearborn sausage anytime. <laughs> Just not very far. <laughs> It's not really swinging. Yeah. <laughs> Just movement. Yeah. But, it's, but it's sizzling. Vienna sausage. Dearborn smoky link. Is it dipped in sauce? <laughs> it's like a red hot, man. Yeah, dipped in sauce. Is it dipped in sauce? <laughs> yeah. Eventually. God dang it. <laughs> yeah, that's the ultimate plan. That's the serving suggestion. <laughs> yeah. It's one of that big baloney things, man. I thought you said it's a big baloney thing. Okay, what's new in Buffett's theater? Yeah, yeah, building a nest. <laughs> I get that, that image of him, but that looks like it hurts. <laughs> I don't know, I got an image Boy, of him sitting there in his own. Can you hear my typing? <laughs> what are you doing? I was typing. <laughs> Alright, where were we anyway? Or just yours. I don't think we do. The dates, 2009, it's May 20th. I'm Dearborn Dearborn, Dearborn Sausage. The Dearborn Sausage. Did you guys ever say who you were? I guess that's where we left off. <laughs> we were having All too right. much fun with you. Previously. We never got past Dearborn Sausage. <laughs> Hi, Mickey. Mike. Uh, sleeping Scott. Scott's a sleeping Scott. Scott's a sleeping Scott. 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 I think it's golf score. I'm my golf score. Snoozing Scott. Greg. Bud. <laughs> Jen. And just walked in. supposed to say your name. And she, Jan. She just gave you high Jan. fives. And we noticed it's uh, Cleavage Wednesday, but somebody didn't dress appropriately. That's right. Cleavage there. Yeah, I got every button nice? on button. Yeah, I dress nice, but. See, you like my little belty. Uh, and that in effect, your commando. Yes, I'm commando today. Both of those are very interesting. <laughs> we well, need to see proof yeah, of that. I'm commando because Scott has my underpants. <laughs> hey, you heard I, I, I stopped typing. What's that? What's even What's that? Are you done? Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. All right, what's next? Oh, all righty. Here's some news from the day after our last podcast. Um... It was discovered that some dates were dropped from the end of the concert tour. It looks like every concert appearance in October and November has disappeared off the Margaritaville.com tour listings. And although Margaritaville has not uh, said anything formal about it, some people looked into it and contacted their uh, local venues and got confirmation that these shows have been canceled. So uh, we're talking uh, appearances in San Diego and Seattle, Toronto, the uh, Mohegan Sun in Connecticut and the New York City appearance. They've all been canceled, plus two appearances in Las Vegas, uh, although the Las Vegas appearances aren't that um, catastrophic because Jimmy was just in Las Vegas on Saturday, on last Saturday. But uh, it sucks for the for those other venues because they're not going to see Jimmy this year. Uh, 
And that's different than what we had, where we had no content announced for our, for us for uh, for occasionally. But uh, it would really suck to have you know his his concert announced and then taken yeah. away from him. And then the day after, Friday, uh, May eighth, um, every what we expected came true because. Uh, <coughs> The uh, Miami Dolphins announced that Jimmy is partnering with Dolphin Stadium, and or is partnering with the Miami Dolphins, and they're going to rename Dolphin Stadium Landshark Stadium. And Jimmy did show up at the press conference and performed a couple songs, including a revised version of Fins that he uh, he changed to reflect the occasion. With uh, such great changes as rhyming US one with number one. <laughs> And referring to Dolph fans, which I assume means fans of the Dolphins and not fans of Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> Although, it could very well be. Schmoltz hungry again. More nuts. Sounds like he's eating a little piece of corn. It's like a bird. And uh, it, the uh, chorus was, fins to the left, fins to the right, it's the only game in town. Oh, God. Why does he continue to skip Because he needs to fill his jet airplane. Yes, buy another yacht. Then uh, Friday. Oh no! Here we go. Saturday, Saturday, May 9th, Some sad news. So please, guys, show some respect here before we start making fun of Greg again. Uh, the writer of Trip Around the Sun, Stephen Bruton, passed away on Saturday. He uh, died due to complications from throat cancer, and he was 60 years old. Wow. Some sad news. Okay, time over. We'll make fun of you. I gotta go sometime. And there's a misleading headline of the week from Phoenix New Times. Jimmy Buffett killed vacationing. Really? I didn't hear that. Yeah, that's the title. Jimmy Buffett killed vacationing, but it's just some guy bitching about how much he hates cheeseburger paradise. Oh. <laughs> and uh, also in the news, Ticketmaster fucks with Springsteen fans again. Ticketmaster subsidiary Tickets Now has contacted more than 300 customers who paid top dollar for premium seats at the boss's May 18th show at Washington, D.C.'s Verizon Center, telling them their tickets were not, in fact, available. How many people? 300. Holy cow. The incident drew a fiery response and a promise of new legislation from our hero, Representative Bill Pascrell, who accused Ticketmaster and Tickets Now of engaging in a pattern of shameful business practices driven by greed. Tickets Now is apparently not only in the business of gouging consumers by selling tickets at several times their face value, but also selling tickets that they don't even have, Pastorell said. <laughs> Sounds like an oil company exec. And, uh, oh, I should have I put this story after the uh, Miami Dolphins story. The Florida Marlins, who play in the stadium recently renamed after a beer produced by Margaritaville connoisseur Jimmy Buffett, gave away pom-poms on Saturday night. Within innings, the tinsel blanketed the infield. I assume there won't be pom-poms in the future of Landshark Stadium, said Marlins starter Andrew Miller. Um, Former, watching Tiger. On, Former Tiger. Watching on TV, they kept cutting to the crowd, and there were people just ripping them apart and throwing them in the air. The Sun Sentinel reported that the grass resembled a living room carpet after, after kids tried to decorate the Christmas tree without adult supervision. Between innings, the grounds crew feverishly tried to rake up the loose tinsel, which was gathering in the left field corner and clung to the backstop behind home play. Umpire Joe West met with stadium officials at one point, wondering if the slippery surface would cause a safety hazard. Now, I, uh, I, I, I left the 
computer for a moment to take a whiz. Did, did you mention we how it's you. not going to be Landshark Stadium through the Super Bowl? No, I didn't bring that up. I forgot to, uh, to copy that over, but I did share it with you guys the other day. Yeah, the contract only goes through the regular season. and does not extend into the playoffs or the Super Bowl, so Shmo is very disheartened because uh, after what he said last show where he was you know, planning his whole Super Bowl party around Landshark. You know, I was like so wrong. Yeah, really, it's a shame. Uh, that is a shame. Oh, believe me, they still may work some, out a deal. Yeah. yeah, it can be extended, but for now, it just runs through the regular season. Jimmy will just play an extra concert to make some more cash. Then there's make a story happen. from May 15th about Cheeseburger in Paradise being sold. I saw that on Buffett News and Buffett World, but I'm not exactly sure what it means. I meant to uh, research it some more, but didn't have time. Yeah, it's like uh, Outback is selling their steak to the guy that, like, owns the existing franchises, right? Yeah. That's what the impression that I got, too. Yeah. But it's like, why? It's like so many of them have closed, I don't... Well, I could just keep the name, at least. Just have, like, a couple of cheeseburger in paradises, like, like Margarito <coughs> Cafe. Just do it at, like, uh, yeah. Orlando and... And Jimmy's not directly involved anymore. Either. Yeah, he He's sold. Well, he sold all yeah. of it to the he outback, didn't he? Yep. They can use his likeness in the song. <clears throat> and uh, bonus story from Memorial Day weekend: um, Radio Margaritaville is going to be playing their Memorial Day concert replay over the three-day holiday weekend, and uh, one of the Pine Knob shows will be played. From August 9, 1997. I swear they played this one before, but I'm not exactly sure. But it's going to air at, <laughs> at 10.25 a.m. on Saturday, 10.30 p.m. on Sunday, and 4.30 p.m. Monday, um, that Monday being Memorial Day itself. And you can get uh, you can download a PDF of the entire weekend schedule at Sirius.com slash Radio Margaritaville. That's the one I had Kathy in the wheelchair because she was... Just about a, one month from giving birth. That was it? So, yeah. Now, they've been playing, the, in fact, twice anyway. I've heard the 91 show. Mm -hmm. They've done that. I heard that one. They did that week. last yeah. Thanksgiving, I believe. They played it uh, Monday. Yeah. Well, I heard it Monday. Yeah, they're, yeah. Doing, uh, they're doing the 1999 Alpine Valley show, too, which is so close to the one we went to, because I would love to get a copy of that, because I do not have a copy of the show that we went to. I think that was 2001. I think it was the Beach Odyssey tour, which would be 2001. It was I believe cold, that's all the news cold, stories cold. that I copy and pasted into my text file. Okay, next. Next. Homework. <laughs> did we have homework? Yeah, we did. Did we, uh... I gave you guys two concerts. Yeah, did we not have shows oh. to listen to? Oh, he says. I actually <laughs> listened to one. Which I actually you downloaded them, but then my computer hard drive crashed. Oh, yes. Can't trust Max. It was under warranty. That was the best part. We'll send you a new hard drive. Never I want the hard Mac. drive, you fucking idiots. I want the data. <laughs> I want to hear you guys talk about the concert. Sorry, Turn it into the Roger Klein podcast so I can go home. Yeah, I got to roll out of here. It's after 1030. Yeah, I'm tired. <clears throat> so, what do you want to launch into, Phoenix, or do you want to talk? To, do we want to start the Roger Klein podcast? It's up to you all. Go to go to the Phoenix. I was not able to listen to it. I downloaded it, but I didn't put it on my iPad yet. So what do you have to say about Phoenix, Mike? 
I liked it. Wow. It must have been really slow. No, it was good. Um, it sounded really good. I was really, uh, I don't know, maybe I haven't listened to one in a while, but very impressed with the sound quality. I did jot down a couple of notes. Not as many notes as I thought I had. I was going to say, wait, career <laughs> looks like uh, Wow, you got about three words there. Um, <laughs> there was, uh, at the uh, beginning of the show, where they normally, normally have a uh, DJ interview Buffett, there was no DJ. Mm-hmm. He interviewed himself. Mm-hmm. Go! And are we on? Hey, we're on Radio Margarito. Uh, this is Jimmy. Uh, I'm the interviewer tonight. Uh, I have to do another job here before we go out on stage. Welcome back to the tour. And my guest this evening oh. uh, on Radio Margaritaville is none other than Sam Cook. He's Sam come back from the dead. Twisting the night away with an accent. So it was basically uh, him and uh, Mac. Just talking amongst themselves, uh, much like this podcast. Interviewing. Yeah, Jimmy Saban. Cut out the middleman. <laughs> well, he made, he made a point to say that uh, since he's not participating in this recession, it was not due to a cutback. It was just a scheduling conflict. It's usually his daughter, anyways. And, yeah, the uh, same, and, or uh, Kristen, I think that's her name. Yeah. And the same thing happened on uh, Saturday, too, in Las Vegas. But that time it was Jimmy and, uh, and Mr. Utley. And then... Last night for the San Francisco show, which we're, I don't think we're going to get into till our next podcast because why do three at once? Um, Savannah did show up. But it was interesting, you know, hearing him kind of self-interview and, and uh, ask himself questions that he would answer. It was fun. It was it was like he was doing a, his own little personal podcast. Yeah. And uh, uh, this show was. By the way, Jimmy, uh, we're patented, so stay away from. <laughs> Right. <laughs> cease and desist. Yeah, we're going to send you a cease and desist order. <laughs> this uh, nah, this show right. uh, just, just poke at the dragon, see what happens. <laughs> wake up the sleeping giant. Um, a notable show also because it's a rare show, at least as far as I know. Because uh, no, you listen to it. And I listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> Bastard. Well, um, he like done homework. He barely even got that out. He barely, he, he was already he, there. He was loaded ready for that. Um, no, Michael Utley. He was not present. Mm-hmm. His son was uh, graduating college that, that day, so he was not present at the show. So who played? It was covered mainly by Robert G. Yeah, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. Yeah, Robert G. covered most of the stuff on the pans. Robert G. was just more noticeable, or if he was actually taking Mike Utley's parts. How did Volcano start out? Well, uh, for Volcano, they actually had Mac go over to the keyboard and play uh, play the Volcano intro. But everything else, whenever you expected to hear a piano part, it was Robert G. on the pans. didn't sound as full as usual. Yeah, it did. It did, yeah. Exactly. And, uh, right. I mean, not to... It sounds like I'm, kind of, I'm agreeing with you, but it sounds yes. like I'm contradicting you. <laughs> yes, it was sure. full. Really? <laughs> but it full. Yes, it did. It didn't sound full. <laughs> but the, uh, definitely the, that intro, the volcano intro sounded different. <laughs> you know, it was uh, <laughs> very uh, amateurish well, in a way. Sorry to say. It's not as smooth as... Uh, now we're talking about Maria Cross. 
not as not quite as smooth as uh, Michael Utley's intro. So, um, my note taking kind of fell off here when I <laughs> the, my last note was during uh, Manana, which I really enjoyed. By the way, I think they did a great job with Manana, and they were he was throwing around actually throughout the whole concert um, bits and pieces about Phoenix and Arizona and the desert stuff schmo. And uh, yeah. during the song, he mentions Gila Bend, if you remember Gila Bend. Wake up there, Schmo. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I said yes, okay? and I. that sounds vaguely familiar. What? Uh, yep. He had, like, he talked about people coming up from Gila Bend, which was, yeah. I thought was pretty cool. It's what, was just it? a, what was the question? A dusty, tiny little town. Yes, please. In the middle yeah, of Yeah, that Michigan. was a city, right? Near yeah. the border? Yeah. That's where we, we stopped at that gas station and got uh, the snacks and stuff. Okay. I think there's a McDonald's near there. Is that where? Is that where on the way back? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Gila Bend. Gila Bend, yeah. Not on the way down there when you got your hand stuck by the cactus. That was way. Went. That was way before the cactus incident. Said, oh, <laughs> back when he was just. A, oh was yeah, Gila. now I remember Gila Bend. Yeah. That was <laughs> That's right. We got trail mix and shit. Yeah, there That's you go. Because we were going in the desert with which water melted in trail. the car because we were in the desert. Chocolate. That's a good idea. And we bought chocolate to make the trip through the desert. And we had water in the trunk. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, next comb. To, because next we didn't to want to get comb. stuck in the desert without water. Yeah, yeah. next to my comb. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Good times. One year ago. One year and a few days ago. Yeah, last yeah. weekend was the one-year anniversary. So, anyway, the, uh, the show continues. Um, the... Uh, Ukulele performance there. My head hurts. My feet stink. Etc. Etc. Was very good. I enjoyed that again. What about yeah. Mike's ukulele performance? I'm working on that. What's your wife think about your ukulele? She didn't seem too fond of it. <laughs> are, are we still, still speaking about... euphemistically too? <laughs> I know. I was gonna say, are we talking about a musical instrument here? <laughs> um, what else in the show? Oh, Rumba Man. Later on, which was cool. Mm-hmm. I got some notes about the concert too. Well, spill them. Maybe I can Same now. jog my memory. Well, I mentioned in, in uh, Cheeseburger in Paradise that the uh, volcano did not blow. That's true. And he also created a new word, cuisinary, yeah, instead, instead of culinary. Well, it was supposed to blow up at the end. I guess that'll be in the second half of the show. Well, I can describe it because, see, the volcano was supposed to blow up and hot coals were supposed to scatter over the entire desert, which, as we know, to good parrot heads in Arizona, all that means is you'll pick up those coals and cook some burgers on them. You didn't need that big special effect. I could have just told the story, you know? Anyway, for those of you who are going to cook up after the show or are cooking now or cooked before, this is the... uh, Cuisinary part of summer school right now, so get those burgers going. And uh, when Jimmy was doing the band intros, he got to the part where he explained that Mr. Utley was not there, and I swear that the crowd started booing, which was strange. (laughs) And Mike Utley will return in Las Vegas on Saturday night. Most of all, thanks to all of you for being here for all these years for my summer job. And I'm, I'm really proud to see that a lot of you people 
brought your children here to this experience tonight. And if you have to write him an excuse note tomorrow, you can say, well, they were in school all evening. And uh, Yellow Submarine, the middle of Yellow Submarine got changed to Purple Portageon. We all live in a Purple Portageon, so I wonder what the story is behind that. And the night ended with the, uh, the special encore for uh, Phoenix, Arizona was Tin Cup Chalice, which was nice to hear again, but wasn't quite the treat that it could have been because uh, during the pre-show, they, they played a, a full band version of Tin Cup Chalice. So it kind of spoiled the, the surprise of hearing it. And then two days later, Saturday, May 18th, Jimmy performed in Las Vegas. Did you guys check out that? No, I did not. Viva get to that. Las Vegas. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. On the fight card tonight, direct live from, from Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> This is, uh, this is Jimmy again. I have to be the uh, DJ tonight, and my special guest this evening is a man who was not here in Phoenix, but Mike Utley has returned to the tour. Mike, welcome back. Well, Jimmy, it's great to be back. I tell you, it was... That's uh, enough, okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have Professor Mike Utley back in residence here. He, uh, he wasn't with us in Phoenix. He had to go to his son's college graduation, right? That means you only have nine years for him to get a job, according to the way my family's working, you know. I'm so glad that at the beginning of tonight's performance, when I hit one of those little beach balls and connected squarely with the large red head of Mr. McAnally here. Go! You're glad about that. <laughs> well, it was accurate. Don't worry. Target. I had to get Doyle to calm down up there. He's just getting all nervous on me. Look at him. Oh, was that a bird that just, was that? There's people out there getting high going, are there fucking birds on that screen? Or am I hallucinating here? Whoa! You're looking at a man that has several senior moments every day. Come on now. An editorial of sorts here. All I can say is back in the 60s and 70s, when I was a hippie, dope-smoking rock and roller, I was looked down upon by bankers and investors. Now, we ain't looking too fucking bad. I did forget one thing before I let class out here that I have to do the, uh, the school prayer. Could you give me a little kind of Sunday church introduction there like come on Mr. in days of old when nights were born and journeyed on Thank you. 
Don't try to climb up and drink that large bottle of Land Shark. It's not real, okay? <laughs> and now we're back. Uh, wow, nicely, uh, nicely done, Mick. Very good. I gotta go home. Shmoo, we gotta go home. Well, everybody's leaving before we get into the Roger Klein podcast. Mm. That I could actually participate in this time. <laughs> yeah, but it was a uh, it was a very festive day, the entire day in uh, yes, Ann Arbor. It, yeah. Started off early. We went there for met all there for lunch, and uh, we had that? lunch at. Uh, at uh, Grizzly Peak, which we refer to as uh, Bear Mountain. You guys. Good old Bear Mountain. Bear Mountain is the uh, place to be. So witty. Nice, tasty, and fruity, light microbrew. Yep. What Victor's Gold, I think, right? Victor's Gold? Yes. Yep, that was it. Good burger, too. Excellent which, burger. Which street is that on? Uh, it's Washington, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's Washington. It's right near the arc. It's a block away. Yeah, it's a block away. It's a block around the corner. Mike had the burger with smoked Gouda. Park in the and parking structure? No, no. Right behind the arc. Mike had the smoked gouda on his burger. I had the goat cheese on my burger, and Schmo had a salad with some chicken on it. <laughs> yes, I did. That was just the beginning. We had uh, a couple other stops after that. Yeah, we couldn't resist going to a place called Monkey Bar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's <laughs> great, great guys. Just the name of the place. Just Mike. like we said he would. <laughs> And we, I had, I had uh, outside of my own home the best margaritas I've ever had in Michigan. Yeah, they, they were, were really good. good. And we had them uh, made with 1,800. So uh, the house brand is Cuervo. We, we didn't want to get into that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, every table had Cuervo on it. Yeah, pictures of Cuervo. Yeah. Yeah, you can see pictures of it at our our uh, Wasting Away um, on the North Coast Gallery at uh, wastingaway.net slash gallery. And we also tweeted about it, too, at uh, twitter.com slash W-A-O-T-N-C. Well, we also had plans. Roger was, uh, we thought, might call us to set up our interview, because we were supposed to interview Roger, or hoping to interview him that day. But he never did call, um, so we didn't get to uh, interview him before. But you did contact him. You were in, you were yeah, in we, communication. Yeah, we exchanged emails, so Roger and I kind of, you know, we... Oh, we, voicemails. Voicemails, right? I'm sorry. Yeah, we exchanged voicemails. Um, I had left him a message and didn't think he'd return my call, but yeah, sure enough, he returned it, and I missed his call. <laughs> so, but Stupid I life. He looked I at know. his phone. What area code is this? <laughs> <laughs> well, Stupid Roger said, he, said he screens his call, so he said, just leave a message and I'll, I'll call you back. So I did, and then uh, he didn't call back that day. He, he called back the next day. So, you know, he didn't call. We didn't get the, uh, we didn't get the interview. We did talk to him later. I'll, I'll get into that as we progress through the... Uh, the day here, but uh, yeah, we kept waiting for uh, some kind of word from Roger. But then again, it is the day of the yeah. concert. We, we realized as it got closer to showtime that it probably wasn't going to happen because it's going to be sound check and all that. So we kind of just gave it up and went about our our own uh, uh, enjoyment. So after the uh, monkey bar, we moved on to a place called the Prickly Pear. Um, we walked up to the place. It was kind of chilly outside. It was a cold day, and they had... Yeah, the sun was going down behind out. the building, so we're, it was in it the It was really cold at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, so I hear it. But we didn't want to sit out in the shade, because it, you know, we would have been in the shade out front. She said, well, we'll, we'll just sit you out back. There's a there's a heater, and a, it's covered, blah, blah, blah. Said, what, what the hell? We couldn't tell. We, you can't see what's going on back there. But there's this courtyard in the back that's covered with a tent, and they had big propane heaters out yeah, there. Yeah, big, tall heaters. 
And it, it was one of those deals where you had to walk through the kitchen to get that. Yeah, it was weird. You had to I pretty much that. go through the you know wind your way through the kitchen to get to the I back area. Going upstairs. What, what's the deal here? And it reminded me exactly of my uh, cousin Brian's wedding that he had up in Mackinac because that was in a tent with propane heaters. Oh, okay. So we went there and. Uh, Ordered up some more margaritas over there, which were not as good as the monkey bar margaritas. Yeah, I was shocked. And uh, we would have thought they might even be better since it's a Mexican place. That's what I figured, but they used the old store-bought mix yep. instead of uh, making them from scratch. Yep, you could tell. It tasted very, uh, you know, corn syrupy. Not, not very a little, uh, natural. A little fresh. disappointing. A little disappointing. Yep. But the, uh, the food was really good. I enjoyed the... What the heck was it? Oh, grouper. Yeah. Special. Yep. Yeah. yeah, whatever. I just ordered what Mike ordered because I had a lot of margaritas by then. <laughs> well, we talked about splitting it, but then we thought, well, it's going to look gay if we order like <laughs> it's two and plates. It, that was a good ball. Sherry. That would have looked gay. <laughs> so we each ordered our own. <laughs> and we, neither of us really finished it. No, exactly. A half would have been perfect. Yeah, that, that <laughs> damn waiter was pressuring us into ordering something. I would have been fine just having the chips and salsa and drinking margaritas. Yeah, really, we didn't. But he came back. Every he, time he came by, he was, you ready to order? You ready to order? Yeah, so we yeah, I got pressured into it. It's specials list to get out of here. I didn't even need another dinner. I mean, the lunch was good enough and as it, is. Really, it was just a few hours before. You know, it wasn't that long before. Yeah. But it was good. I enjoyed it. had to... My grilled grouper is good stuff. Yeah, it was good, and it, it said something about it. it. Came with some seasoning or something. We had that round, hard. It looked looking, like a cookie. <laughs> it looked like a cookie. And I, and I, I, I was talking to Chad's friend Scott. Then I leaned over to Mike to ask him, "What the hell is this on my fish?" But it was gone. Yeah. It, it melted. Yeah, exactly. I was talking to Mick at the time, and it, it turned around and it, it, it vanished. It was all. Uh, I almost accused Joe of stealing the cookie from my. Uh, I think I don't think it was almost. I think he did. <laughs> but it vanished. Yeah, it did. Tie, I don't know what must have been made of butter or something. I but it melted completely onto the fish, and it was good. It added some kick to it and everything. Whatever it was. Yeah. No. It was, that was a good grouper. What was it? Was it, there something else with it? Oh, there. Was a, it was on top of asparagus. It was a pretty good little dish. Yeah. We have to listen to the show at home. Thanks. We've, we're losing another uh, participant. Wow. It's down to the. Uh, it's down to the. It's court. down to the guys that were actually there. So. Yeah. yeah. Then there's no stopping us now. <laughs> no, see you, Scott. All right, see you. We're just getting warmed well, up. I'm gonna move over to the other side, and then we got a nice balance of left, right, and center. I'll just kind of twist over this way. Yeah. So I can put my feet up. I'm just gonna shift from one cheek to the other and continue. Too much information. So it's eleven o'clock. Uh, we're not even close to being finished with this long, involving saga of how wonderful Saturday was. Yeah, it was. It was a nice day, though. Seriously, it was a good day. Yeah, I mean that. Like you mentioned something about the the pace or the relaxation factor, like earlier in the day. Uh, as yeah. When we spoke earlier, and uh, yeah, absolutely. We there was no rush. There was no. Uh, I don't know. There was like no pressure or anything. We just kind of like went from place to place. It was. Uh, just completely enjoyable. Well, it helped that you guys knew the area too. Yeah, we knew. You knew exactly where we were going to go. We knew where we were going to start anyway, and and uh, we kind of then just drifted from place to place. I'm really glad we did that in Ann Arbor because we may not get another show there. Yeah. Yeah. And if a, we did, it won't be a it won't be a Saturday. 
you know. Right, probably. that's so rare to have like, to be able to spend a whole day like that because our shows around here are typically on a Thursday. Well, gracias, Albert Berry, for a warm welcome. I think it's our first Saturday night we've been played in the in this area. You know, we played the Magic Bag many a Tuesday and Thursday. But thank you all so much for joining out, raising the roof on this art space, and thanks for always being there for us. Yeah, even if we took the day off and hung around Ferndale, and we go there early enough, usually anyway, but um, just that there was other people there because yeah. it was a Saturday. Yep. And it, the town is hopping, and it just was a it was a good day. It was a really good day. Yeah. It was so you know, it was so relaxing, and then we had reserved seats, so we didn't have to worry about rushing out to stand in the uh, the line for general admission. And there was a line. Too. Yeah, there was a line all the way down to the corner when we walked past. Um, so it was a big line. So it paid off. And, uh, yeah, just went in around showtime. Um, turns out uh, the new guitarist, Jim Dalton, walked in, like, right in front of me. And, just barged uh, in, cut just, in. Yeah, he kind of oh, yeah, cut that in was, line. That's like, uh, we stopped walking in. It was me and uh, Cleveland Debbie. Cleveland Debbie met us there at Prickly Pear, and she's someone we met at Circus Mexicus last year. Well, she says, hey, that's the new guitarist. I said, oh, yeah. And then I'm telling Mike behind me, you know, trying not to act like some big squealing fan and telling Mike Mouthing, like, hey, that's Dalton. That's Jim Dalton. And Mike's being a smart ass, like, are you going to go in, Joe, or what? And then uh, you're saying stuff like, I can't, uh, I don't understand what you're saying, on and on. Then later on, we get inside, and he pull me aside. Hey, hey, Joe, that was Jim Dalton out there. <laughs> <laughs> then it all made sense. But when yeah, we, could uh, not... he was walking in like right in front of me, and I had no idea until, you know, we walked past the ticket lady who was taking all the tickets, and he said, uh, "I'm with the band. I'm, I'm one of the peacemakers," and she yeah. let him walk through. And then, you know, my uh, amazing powers of uh, deduction, <laughs> deduction, put it all all that together. And, and then I thought too. Use... The words I said when I said, there's Jim Dalton. I, I know, I just tuned you right out, but I listened to that. Yeah, you were, making, you were too busy making fun of me and, <laughs> because we were holding up the line a little. Yeah. That got me to thinking, you know, does she really know he's in the band? Because any, could, could anybody just say, hey, I'm, I'm with the band, I'm in yeah. the band. Right. And the la the do... ticket lady's going to just let him in. We should do that for every show at the Ark. We could probably get away with that. They're volunteers. They don't really care that much. Shmo's writing it down. Yeah, he's taking a note. Note I'm a to I'm just, uh, mate, yeah, I'm just... Uh, Act like we're in the That was the such a heavy-handed statement. I wanted to just be quiet about that. <laughs> I want to let it sink in. Yes. So, yeah, he was just out there talking to people, which is cool. So I think there's a effort there to get Dalton out there with the fans as much as possible. Yes. Because after the show also, he made sure he was standing with Roger. Yeah, and uh, I think right that's a smart there. thing to do. Absolutely. Yep. So the arc was the arc. It's just us. We're the show. No more. <laughs> I like that. She just walks quietly in. No more. <laughs> you want to sit up? Well, who's, who's there, Jennifer? Jennifer's here. <laughs> They're making she's, fun of me. She's too. disappointed that there's no it's more like, people here. It was something you had to see. I just walk in and I look at and I go, no more. <laughs> like everybody's gone. <laughs> no, I thought you were tired I'm so of sorry I'm not there, Jennifer. <laughs> oh, boy. I started to watch uh, 
Mamma Mia on the plane. Oh, oh God, no, that's Mama painful. Mia. I got through the first ten minutes, and that's all I no, could take. No Mamma Mia for me either. I was, I'm, I'm not even going to stick up for that oh, musical. I was trapped on a plane with that plane. The thing is, when you take the headphones off, you still got to look at it. Exactly. It's right in front of your face. There's nothing else to look at. You wind up looking at the screen, even with the sound off. It's still annoying. Like that one movie you you made me watch on a plane. What the hell? Was it the way back from Circus Mexicus? No, maybe not. It was a movie about, uh, with the hand. Oh, the money thing. The money thing. Um, Money thing? What was that? Yeah, they robbed the... Queen Latifah yeah. and uh, oh yeah, Mrs. Tom Diane Keaton. And, uh, yes, yeah, they robbed Fort Knox, didn't they? Yeah, they were, like guards for the Federal Reserve or something. I cannot remember the title of it. It was horrible. I watched it without the sound, and I but I knew what was going on because everybody overacted. You could just see the facial expressions. Yeah, exactly, it, it could have been a silent movie, it, and it was for me actually. So. <laughs> Where, where the hell did we watch that? You probably saw it on that flight out because it was that was playing about that time. You took a flight out earlier in the day. Yeah, I had no delays earlier or anything. Yeah, even though Hurricane Dolly was in town, which brings us back oh, yeah. to a yeah. deep, deep cut that Roger played this yeah. week called Dolly. We hear it here. We didn't hear it when in Houston when Dolly was uh, ravaging the area, but we hear it here in Michigan. I know, <laughs> and uh, and then he fall. He played Girly a few songs later. Yeah, they're, they're kind of the same song. That was the song that I did not recognize. Dolly, yeah, that's a deep cut. Very deep cut. Deep cut off uh, Refreshment's uh, second album. Yes, a bottle and fresh horses. Yep, that was it. And uh, we also heard uh, West Texas Moon that I do not believe I heard before live. Yeah, so we didn't even hear that in Mexico. I don't think so. I don't think we heard Loco to stay sane, but I'm not positive about that one. If you take Mexico out of the equation, because that isn't fair. We can't. <laughs> Thank you. Because of because of our memories yeah, and yeah, the long sentence. I can't sentence. remember much about that. Outside of Mexico, I never heard Loco to stay sane. Did you hear from uh, Cleveland Debbie and Tracy about the show? Um, as we opened the show, I was chatting with Cleveland Debbie for the first time since. She said Tracy liked it. That was her first show, Tracy's. Really? Wow. Yeah. And Debbie said that, that she felt the Cleveland one was even better show. I heard a lot of good things about it so far, on the, and the set list looks great. Mm-hmm. He played uh, Tributary Otis. Oh, wow. Cleveland. Wow. Yeah, he's been playing it a little bit more. He skipped us. Basically, he's been playing it a lot. Yeah, I think that was a victim of our curfew that he dropped that song. Mm, yeah. That's a rarity. And, uh, well, plus, he, he takes pride in probably never doing the same set list twice. So, But, uh, yeah, they had, uh, she said Tracy had a good time, too. I said something like, even with us and blah, blah, he also played. He also played American Girl in Cleveland, the Tom Petty song. I thought he was going into American Girl when he started Blue Collar Suicide, <laughs> and it sounded like it was going to be American Girl, which he is known to play, and I have not heard that yet. Oh really? And he went in, it was a different intro to Blue Collar Suicide, and then I noticed in Cleveland he played American Girl in BCS back to back. Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe they started it and he changed his mind. When I, I listened to American Girl last night, just that song, and he, he played the whole thing. It wasn't like our REO cover where it was just like a, you know, where they were just screwing around on right. stage. He actually played the entire song. Right. American Girl is a cover that goes 
way back and he plays it every once in a while the whole song he uh that's like that's one of those covers that sticks into the set list yeah to be honest and, uh, i really didn't care I for it, it. It was nice to hear. It was nice. Yeah, it was nice to you know have bragging rights, but actually listening to the whole song, it's like I really didn't have to do the whole thing. I was happy. He did Green and Dump. He didn't do that last time. Right. He doesn't play that all the time. That's just such a great song. I have not heard Buffalo yet, unless I heard it in Mexico. (laughs) Again, that's not part of the conversation. (laughs) Yet you keep mentioning that. Because every time I say it, he said, wait a minute, did he play that? I know. I'd have to actually see a set list. So nobody recorded Mexico? Nobody recorded Mexico. I've never seen Mexico posted. Wow. I've got one Mexico show. Not I that year. Mind. I saw the year before. From years ago. From a couple years ago. Yeah. I'm shocked. I figured there'd be more recordings I really of, the, did too. of Circus Mexicus than anything. In fact, I thought there would be video. There. Because there is a little bit of video, but not the yeah. whole show. It's just never good, good enough quality, I guess. No. Well, screw it. That doesn't stop people. But like, from uh, like Ring of Fire. Did you see the, I think Ring of Fire. Did you see the video on the, the official site? There's a video of Roger touring the new Circus Mexico site. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. He's driving oh, down through the Pipe Oregon National Forest and stuff. Yeah, that was all familiar. I mean, the, the little towns and stuff. And then when he drove through that that little town on the way over to JJ's. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Remember that that little uh, that town square where all the the statues and stuff were sitting out in front. Yeah. It yeah. was another town entirely. <laughs> Thank God. All the dirt had roads, those dusty roads. Went us away. God. Yeah. We would have never gone. No way. We would have given up way before. We would have assumed we were lost. <laughs> I know. We would <laughs> We heard, I believe, Honky Talk Union might be the first song I ever heard live from Roger Klein. Wow. I'm thinking it, he opened up my very first show with that. If it wasn't opening, it was one of the first two or three songs with before he ever spoke, you know? Huh. Do you remember that? No, are you kidding? <laughs> the way you said that. <laughs> are you kidding, you dick? <laughs> Don't test my memory. It's non-existent. I know. I know. Who am I? I have memory issues. I don't know. Well, you at least can tag things with uh, sports Happenings. I don't. I don't have those flagpoles for me. Uh, Jack versus Jose is a song we had not heard in a while. Yeah, I, I think that was our first show. Yeah, and I believe another show soon after, maybe the next one. That I don't think since he had it on the set list for Mexico, and I'm and I'm going to say he skipped it to play uh, a request. So we really have not heard that song in a while. So it was cool, and it was cool that. The new guitarist Jim Dalton actually requested it. Yeah, that's that's true. That was his request. Which might be part of the whole thing of, uh, you, you know, endearing himself to the tequila crowd. Yeah, he's the he's like a uh, Southern rock whiskey guy, right. and they're trying to convert him into uh, uh, to the tequila side of the fence. Having heard you guys say this out loud, do you think that he actually did? request that song or Roger is putting words into his mouth just so he can rag on Jim Dalton for being a whiskey guy <laughs> I don't know that's I a good think, question I think it's both or um, or earlier they were talking and he said maybe he said I got Jack versus Jose down I don't know if they've been playing it lately they've been playing West Texas Moon lately I did notice that I don't know about Jack versus Jose and 
it, we heard Dalton talking near the bus afterwards, and he doesn't have every song down, and he's working on, like, Captain Suburbia, things like that. He's working on stuff to get ready for Mexico. Yeah, see, that's true. That's, uh, he's a new, the new guitarist. He's just learned all this stuff, all these songs. Yeah, which is why I think some of the intros to the songs were a little different, but that's fine. It, there was a fresh feeling to the show. They didn't play the song Fresh Feeling, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I like that song. A Green and Dumb was a different kind of arrangement, but it's still a great song, and I know Mickey, I think, twittered about that. Yeah, yeah, and I saw that. That's just one of my favorite songs of all time. Just gosh. I, I uh, saw reviews that mentioned that it sounded different, but it didn't strike me as different at all. I, I don't know. I don't know. But just you know, live that often. Lyrically, that's just one of the like best songs ever. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. He just, you just want to sway, and got a, got me thinking of Mexico and the spiritual experience when he played that song. Yeah. And we, I don't think we've heard counterclockwise. Really? No. I mean, he skipped it a couple times here. You're right. We have not heard that in a while. Again, I'm throwing Mexico out of the equation. Right. Because he played just about everything. Exactly. And here in Detroit, the last couple times he skipped Nada, I think. We heard it like in Chicago and stuff. Right. Yep. You are correct. So, uh, and it, it was cool to hear Dalton's take on Nada, which is absolutely fine. And I thought that would be the end of the show, and he went into I Do. Yeah. And he went to well, well past curfew. Yeah, you guys haven't talked about the curfew. I mean, so it was a good show, intimate, crazy, a curfew. I think it really helped the show. He violated the curfew as planned. <laughs> I can't believe that they had a curfew at that place. You know, like Joe, we were talking, discussing this yesterday because Joe, uh, not drunk Joe, is his new nickname, uh, as a sports radio celebrity personality, Doug Karsh started calling him not drunk Joe, which seemed to imply that I was the drunk Joe. That's the way I would take it. Yeah, that's the way I did take it. <laughs> And he had to leave. He had to leave like at 10.30, 10.40, 10.50. Then he finally left at 10.59 when he finished their set. And he was really bummed that he found out he played to like 11.20 or so. Yeah. yeah. He had uh, he had to pick up his uh, his significant other at the airport. And he was, uh, he just barely made it on time, too. Yeah, I think he said her flight was going to get in at 11.15. And, and Joe, I think, is pretty much a convert. I mean, he yeah. he agrees. Roger has, quote-unquote, it. That guy has stage presence, and he doesn't understand why he doesn't have a, uh, you know, a big recording contract, but I think that's part of the independent rules, you know. Yeah. That was a good show, though. I think after seeing that show, I think that he should be told that every venue has a curfew. <laughs> yeah. Because it really sped things up yeah. and it was just like a barrage of great song after great song with just the barest minimum of talk in between yeah. not that his shows are boring otherwise but you could tell that he was there was like the ticking clock yeah. that kept him going yeah there was a pace there that was kind of uh, I don't know he just had to do it yeah so I, yeah. I thought it was great I think that was part of the reason why it was proud it could possibly be my favorite show of his that I've seen. See, it's a, it was a very uh, it, it was a very Mexico-ish pace. 
right? Because that's yes. what they do in Mexico. Because they're just right. trying to get song after song after song. They're, they're just, you know, and they play for hours. But that's the kind of frenetic pace that it is. I mean, he'll, uh, he does talk a little bit more at times at more at, at greater length. Mm-hmm. But when the songs start flowing, I mean, he's kicking them out. But like I mean, that. not to not to give the implication that Roger doesn't do that normally because his shows are usually pretty fast paced anyway. But this was just tweaked just a little bit more. No, I agree with Mick. I think it's not like there was less chatting because he doesn't do a, a whole lot of that. He still got it in. I think there's just less screwing around between songs. You know, like looking at each other, getting the next guitar ready, talking to each other what song is going to happen or something. I don't know. There was less uh, downtime. Right. It was all songs and chanting and songs and chanting and songs. Yeah, and, and as far as the shows I've seen, you know, of course, Mexico's number one. But this is right there at two or three. I haven't really decided yet, along with my first show I ever saw at the Magic Bag. Um, it's right up there. And all the shows are, you know, you know, all bunched up at the top because they, he's always given his best. I haven't seen anything less yet. But this was, uh, once they figured out there was some sound issues at the beginning, the vocals were way over the guitars. And I saw the sound guy pulling, fiddling around with the buttons, going crazy. And by the time they got to, uh, I, I looked at him during Loco to be saying, and he, Loco to stay safe. And uh, he was no longer touching it, but really probably having a few songs earlier, maybe by Dolly, or maybe we should fall in love. Actually, Tell Your Mama was early on, and that sounded great. So I think once they got through Contraband, which was the sixth song, uh, I think Contraband was the... I think someone else wrote about this, too. Once he got to Mercy, it sounded great. The sound guy just quit touching it after, like, Tell Your Mama, Mercy, all those, you know. And they just they just watched. So I was, I was afraid there was going to be no encore since he played a Blue Collar Suicide and walked off the stage. Yeah, there was an 11 o'clock curfew and they ended at 10.59. So, but we, we kept cheering and stamping and you know rattling the chairs and sure enough Roger came back out and played for another 20 minutes. And, and it's something satisfying about that because it really felt like a real encore that we were calling for it. Not like the fake ending and we're going to come right out after you cheer a little bit. It right. felt like because he thought he was going to be done. Yeah, so we were there was an urgency <laughs> to our cheering. And that's that's all we got. <laughs> we're not done yet. We're just this is the fake done. Well, did you guys uh, express everything that you wanted to about the concert? Uh, he didn't yeah, we get got into all through the encores. And, yeah, uh, we didn't get to the uh, to Mike's wood after the concert. Yeah, Mike <laughs> got wood after the concert, yeah, yeah. as Greg said. Greg's yeah. description. Yep. My uh, custom ukulele from Chad Heckler of Heckler Custom Guitars was delivered the uh, the same night that Roger got his. So, uh, very cool. I spent the uh, the next day trying to learn uh, my head hurts, my feet stink, and I don't like Jesus. Looking up the chord charts and stuff and trying to put it together. How's that going? Going good. I think I, I really? almost got it, yeah. So Jimmy's sticking, it's the same key as he recorded it, yeah. it in? Yep. I just took the ukulele chords for the... Uh, the exact same chords. Yeah. It sounds good. It's right there. Cool. Now it doesn't sound exactly because he's not playing a baritone ukulele. Yeah. His is a uh, either a tenor or a soprano. I can't tell. Yeah. Um, 
Roger, apparently, according to what you said, Roger requested a baritone uh, yep. ukulele, which I don't remember. So that's what Chad made, a baritone ukulele? Yep. And it was, when you opened the case, it was kind of bigger than I expected. It kind of looks like, um, I don't know, like a violin size? Yeah, it's not, it's not, you know, the tiny ukulele that you'd expect to see. It's, yeah. it's actually a little bit bigger. But it's the four-stringed instrument, and, and uh, it's got a ukulele sound to it, a bit deeper, obviously, baritone. But it's a, there's a different tuning to it than your uh, tenor or soprano. Oh, really? Ukulele. Yeah, it's different tuning. Oh. Different string, so different chords, therefore. But it's more, um, it's closer to guitar-type chords. It's basically, it's the uh, it's basically the four highest strings uh, on the guitar. Mm. You just don't have the two low strings. But the chords will be a little bit different for those chords that use the first two strings. You know, you know, hey, you know, that's right. It didn't even occur to me that they would have to be different since they're less strings. Yeah. So, but I think I got it. I keep I keep going to make the guitar chord shapes when I'm in the middle of the song. <laughs> yeah, your pinky and ring finger. Yeah, going, what no, the hell's going exactly, on? There's no, there's no strings They're there. hanging over their feet or sticking out under the covers. Yeah. So it gets kind of tough because the brain is just wired already one way and you're uh, switching around, confusing it. But uh, yeah, I, think I, I think I got it. Cool. Now we Thanks need to enough. crossfade to you actually playing that song. <laughs> now we, uh, we, we followed Chad. Chad had to deliver the ukulele to Roger, so we, we uh, followed him from the parking garage to uh, the bus that was parked behind the Ark. You know, I realized later when I saw the picture you took there, Mick, that that uh, we actually look like a band walking through town because we're carrying instruments yeah. and stuff. And yeah. you know, Mick's taking photos and, and everything. And then, uh, you I know, I did like notice as when we were standing the... there in the parking lot, there, there were people, like, walking by us, like, looking at us. Did you notice that? <laughs> there was one guy that was kind of hovering around. I did not notice that. That was funny. No, I didn't notice it. That it didn't dawn on me until later. The time. <laughs> yeah, because Chad had... One of Roger's guitars, right? Yeah, he had the original one that he made for him. He was going to offer it back to him. I forgot to ask him if he took it back or not. Yeah, we have to. We haven't seen him, or did you talk to him? No, we had thrown emails back and forth, um, but I did not ask him that. Yeah, so he had the he had Roger's baritone uke and the original guitar that he yeah. made. But the and you had your uke, so you were walking through the parking garage, down to the to the parking lot, yeah. to the bus with your uh, your instrument cases. We were a band. Or you were coming from marching band practice. <laughs> but uh, I guess, like, after we talked to Roger after the show there, um, he went back on the bus, and they spent, like, hours playing the uke. That's what they were doing after. Like when uh, Nick and uh, the other guys were over at the monkey bar there. From what Chad said is they uh, they went on the bus and they uh, played the uke. Uh, That's cool. PH was very impressed too. PH really got a kick out of it, and he was playing it as well. So uh, they uh, really enjoyed it. That's cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we went back to the Monkey Bar afterwards to uh, get a nightcap of that wonderful margarita that we ordered earlier in the day, and they gave us some bizarre concoction of of uh, I don't even know what it was. It was something carbonated. It was not a mic- no. it was it was Seven Up and Tequila. Yeah, it tasted like Sprite a or something. Of- like ro- yeah, it was not even seven up. You're right. It was Sprite, tequila, and maybe some roses. 
Maybe some, I didn't even catch any lime in there. I, I did. Did you? Yeah, there was some lime taste in there, but it didn't. It I'm just talking work. about the color. There was a little bit of greenish to it. Yeah, that was yeah. Uh, just a hint of it. Yeah, but it was it, clear. It was clear tinted green. I didn't even bad. taste tequila. My Jesus. It was like they uh, like they ran out of mix or something, and they tried to pull one over on us. Yeah, so, you know, oh, or else not or else the the waiter just completely misheard what we asked for. Yeah, I think tequila was in it. Mine tasted like tequila. So they, Mine was weak. It's like they attempted to make a margarita, but so then you guys uh, wised up and just asked for straight eighteen hundred shots yeah. instead of you know monkeying around. Pardon the pun. <laughs> we didn't want to take a chance for messing up another. Uh, Another round. So yeah, we went from the best margarita in Michigan ever to the worst. But, yeah, in the same venue. The same venue. Not same just the day. same day, but in the same venue. Yeah. And then uh, while we were there commiserating on our crappy drinks, uh, Nick and no, Jason Boots was already there. Yeah. And then Nick and Jim showed up, so that was kind of cool. Yeah. We gave them their privacy though, but uh, they did show up, and a couple of their crew members, I guess. Yeah. So all in all, it was a very uh, Kleiny day, Kleiny, peacemakery day. Very cool. Maybe it never happened again on a Saturday here. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. And if you uh, want to live vicariously, you can download recordings of the show. There are two recordings that I know of of that particular performance at archive.org. Just click on the live music archive and look for the the May sixteenth shows. Now, in talking to uh, Roger there after the show, we did talk about not having the uh, interview like we planned, and, and uh, he seemed apologetic for that, but he said he, he uh, was going to have the next couple days off, well, Monday and Tuesday of this week off. And uh, he said, oh, uh, just give me a call then. We'll set something up, and, you know, no problem. We'll, uh, we'll get it going. Um, but I never did. I just thought, well, you know, he's, those are his days off. Let him enjoy his days off. We'll uh, we'll catch him the next time for another project, whatever they're working on. Who knows? Maybe even after Circus Mexicus. I don't know. And he still calls us wasting away on the East Coast. East Coast. <laughs> That's right. And then when we called him on it, he said he just thinks of the East West Coast. Yeah. To which I said, "That's because you're just looking from side to side." <laughs> but we. You gotta look counterclockwise. Ah, there you go. <laughs> but we gave him a shirt, wasting away official shirt. Maybe that'll help him remember. Yeah. Our name for now. <laughs> Probably not. But it's worth a try. So that's it. I don't have a joke or anything planned. No, the joke was my golfing today. That was the joke.